Welcome to all of you from your centres. Today is Friday the 23rd November 2018 and it is the end of the one month Katina season that the Buddha allowed after the completion of the rains retreat. During this Katina period, many faithful Buddhists in Thailand, India and other Buddhist countries around the world have made sacrifices, shown their unity, support and strong faith to make a large merit, that is the Katina offering. This helps Buddhism to thrive and prosper. And this thriving of Buddhism requires the faith of all Buddhists to support the communities of five or more monks that have stayed in one place throughout the three-month rains retreat and that can receive katina cloth and receive sufficient support of the four requisites that allow them to practice Dhamma. This is the result of the harmony, support and love between the monastic and lay communities. They have metta, loving-kindness, and love for each other, and this leads to a great benefit that the Buddha allowed that all the laity could hold a Katina ceremony. And all these people that have faith coming to all the monasteries in Thailand and overseas is something very difficult to find in the world, because they come and share their wealth that has been made through difficult and tiring work throughout the year. And there are many Buddhists who possess this beautiful mind. Here I Anumodana, I rejoice with all of you that help to make Buddhism strong. And for Buddhism to be strong for a long time, this requires the practice of Dhamma, of the monks, novices, laymen and laywomen. This is the important part, to practice so that the Dhamma of Buddhism arises. When there are the buildings of Buddhism already, then we have the Buddhist people, the monastics and laity that come to practice the Dhamma. And this makes the Dhamma of Buddhism come into one's heart. The Dhamma that arises in the heart, this is what promotes Buddhism to be strong. Like Venerable Ajahn Chah that we take as our great teacher, who had Dhamma in his heart already. And then he spread the Buddha's teachings within Thailand and to other countries around the world. He spread Dhamma with success, and this came from the kindness and compassion in his heart, the love from his heart. And today I have a story about love, wealth and success for us to contemplate on. That if there were these three things that is one, love, two, wealth, or three, success, and we had to choose just one of them, which one would we choose? There was one family, a husband, a wife, and their daughter who lived together. In the morning, the husband went to work already, and the wife went outside the house and saw three men sitting outside. They had long white beards showing their old age. The wife didn't know who they were and wasn't sure why they were sitting outside her house. But she had love and kindness in her heart and thought that they looked like they were hungry and probably wanted something to eat. So she invited 
all three of them, to come inside her house and eat something to ease their hunger. But one of the three men asked, Is your husband at home? Because if her husband wasn't at home, they couldn't go in. The wife said the husband was doing something outside, so they said, We all can't come into your house, and they would wait for her husband to come home first. Later in the evening, the husband came home, and the wife told him about what had happened. The husband found out the names of the three men who were sitting outside. The first person was named Happiness, the second person was named Wealth, and the third person named Success. But he had to choose just one of them to come into the house. And it was normal that the husband, as the head of the household, wanted wealth. So he told the wife to quickly invite the man named Wealth to come inside the house so that they could finally have wealth and be rich. They would be able to overcome their difficulties and hardships. The daughter who was sitting there as well said, No dad, no mum. Ask the one named Happiness to come inside the house so that we always have just happiness. The father and mother looked at their daughter's face and felt the love inside their heart towards their daughter and thought that if it's what the daughter wanted, then they should let her. If they invited another one in, then the daughter would have no happiness. So with the heart that had love and metta for their child, they said that if that's what she wanted and it would give her happiness, then they would instead invite the man named happiness in so that they would have happiness and love together. So the wife went outside to the three men and invited the man named Happiness to come inside their house. The man named Happiness stood up and walked in. Then the person named Wealth and the person named Success followed him in as well. The woman was surprised about this as she had only invited the one man in. The three men said that if she invited Wealth in, then happiness and success would not have come in as well. If she invited success in, then wealth and happiness would not have come in as well. But because you invited happiness in, then wealth and success will follow as well. So this family got all three, happiness, wealth and success. So sometimes we may do various work or activities and we think we have to succeed and we only aim to gain money and become wealthy from it. But we don't take into account at all sila dhamma, this virtue of morality. The happiness in the heart needs to be supported by inner virtue and goodness. The physical body needs food as its support and medicines for easing sicknesses. But the spiritual heart doesn't have happiness because of lots of money. Even if we had lots of money piling up, lots of success piling up, they would have no power to make the heart have happiness. So it isn't this way. But instead, they give our hearts worry and concern that our money and wealth will lessen. Because the world is always so competitive, we are worried that the success we have achieved will disappear. So success and money don't give us inner happiness. The Buddha has said that when he sat meditation and entered samadhi and jhana, 
deep concentration and had no worries and concerns at all, that he felt more happiness than he got from all the wealth that he had as a prince. But you, as householders, do need to gain wealth. You do need to have some. It's not that you don't have any. But you need to understand that what is most important is love and the inner happiness within our hearts. And the arising of inner happiness comes from the goodness that we have done. The merit and good actions that we have built up, it leads to the arising of happiness. Whenever we think back to it, it gives us happiness. We can see that there are many of those who do gain success, gain a great amount of money and wealth, like multi-millionaires and billionaires, who are some of the richest in the world, but they have no inner happiness. But they do have happiness when they use the wealth that they have earned for philanthropy. They make charities and give help to those who are in hardships. Then they have happiness in their heart arise. Do we see? For happiness in the heart to arise, it needs to be supported by virtue, goodness and self-sacrifice. If we have only desire to get really rich and be very successful, then the heart becomes more and more withered. And when they die, then no one misses them or praises them. But the ones that sacrifice their wealth for public benefit, they have a heart of loving kindness and compassion. Then even after they die, others will praise them that they were someone who possessed inner virtue. When they are still alive, they have happiness, and after they die, many will miss them. So goodness and inner happiness is important. May you all persevere in building goodness and building inner happiness. And the important type of happiness doesn't just come from dana, from material giving, but from sila or moral conduct. Silena sukatinyanti, this sila gives us happiness. When we keep the five moral precepts well, then we will have happiness. Sila is boga sapaya, the true attainment of wealth, which is important in the heart. Nothing can damage it. Even a great amount of external wealth is still able to disappear. Success can disappear at any time. But sila dhamma, the goodness within the heart, this is boga sapaya, nothing can damage it. And that makes the heart cool. It makes the heart cooler and cooler until the highest level of coolness that we call Nibbana. Although living a lay life may mean that one isn't at the level to reach Nibbana, but may you gain the taste of the coolness of Nibbana. What is this coolness like? We practice in the beginning having dana, then having sila, and this dana and sila will improve the heart to get better and better until ultimately we will meet with coolness or true happiness. This can also be called seeing the Dhamma, seeing into the Four Noble Truths. In our daily lives, we may meet with many types of suffering. We will experience many changing conditions from their original state. If our money and wealth lessens, then suffering arises. But it's not that if we have more money and more wealth, 
then we will have more happiness because we will have clinging arise, right? So if we have no wisdom, then suffering will arise in our hearts. But if we have Dhamma in our heart, if we have a foundation of Sila Dhamma or morality, then our knowing will be able to keep up with the truth that all things in the world that we have and possess, arising, they must change according to causes and conditions. We need to have the mindfulness and wisdom to prepare for this change. So how can we have the wisdom that can understand the path to true happiness? Well, we need to have dana, sila, and be established in virtue and goodness. We need the wisdom to understand and see the noble truth, the truth that in our lives all things arise, stay, then cease. Here the mind and heart will be cool. Even if we do experience suffering, then that suffering will be lessened. And even if we do have happiness, which is actually an experience that has a small amount of suffering, then we will have the wisdom to know that this happiness is uncertain. Here we have to teach ourselves and practice Dhamma onwards until the mind can be firm and stable and we can understand the true nature of the world. Then we will be able to understand the Buddha's teachings and will meet with true happiness in our lives. May you all grow in blessings.